Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we're here for a brand new interim show, Tuesday show thing. She watched it. She told me, you can't miss this thing. And given, you know, how right she was about Squid Game, I decided, you know what? What the hell? Let's do it. <laughs> now, that timeline isn't exactly accurate, but the fact that, you know, Squid Game went over so well is why we're doing a show about it. Uh, she had actually told me to watch this long before Squid Game came out. Oh, uh, yes. The show is Vincenzo. It is on Netflix. And yeah, like we talk a lot about the interesting tonal shifts and choices that uh, Korean shows make that, you know, the kind of fiction we're familiar with here in North, uh, North America would never dare try. <laughs> and this show is like a poster for that? Poster boy for that? Oh, no kidding. I mean, e wow. even more, well, because they do have shows that are, are much more like the North American shows. Of course. Um, but this one, oh, I tell you, <laughs> just go yeah. oh. um this this is it in extremis and as i remember reading somebody's um column they they weren't totally enamored of vincenzo or fin well yes i know but they call it vincenzo in well, yeah, korean you yeah. know that's how you spell it in the korean text but you know yeah anyway so vincenzo casano right and he said yeah. well yes and it all started off he was saying, you know, with these wonderful, um, you know, this is the funny thing. Okay, so you, you see the cards at the beginning, the opening sequence. Title cards, yeah. Right, the title cards. And you look at those. Actually, they remind me of the ones we did for The Professional. <laughs> yeah, because both ours for The Professional and this were based on the title cards from the movie Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. We were both inspired by the exact same thing. Yeah, unbelievably brilliant James Bond title cards from Casino Royale that no James Bond movie since has come anywhere near replicating. Yeah. So anyway, right? <laughs> they were, yeah. you know. So that's what they're doing. And he and this guy was expecting the full. And he said, and then it just went into that, you know, change of tones, and it had these comedy and I elements, don't, and yeah. you know, and the rest of it. No, the thing that impresses me the most, and as I'm going through it right um what they do with me these guys whoever puts together these shows these guys do their homework on american television on movies oh yeah music it is unbelievable the things that they will come up with like there is one scene later on i won't i won't tell you what the scene is but i'm listening to, and i'm just going there they are pulling a song out of guys and dolls <laughs> Like they, they oh. do, you know, they, 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 you know, I get it's it. just a, and it's only a bit of it. And it is just, and they've re, oh, they, they it's a, it's a riff on the song, but I'm just going, <laughs> and I didn't see it the first time. I have to admit, I've gotten to season 11 uh, the second time through yeah. and um, it's so much better the second time. <laughs> I'm enjoying it because the first time. Of course, you have to read all of the subtitles because we the second do... time, you know, yeah, you have to be very careful because you don't want to miss any of the plot. Yeah. But once you're familiar with the plot, you can just focus on the details. You can focus on all sorts of things, the background, the music, everything like they 
it it is it is truly amazing what what they do. It's the things that we complain about so often in other shows. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is basically a TV show, right? Even of course it is. And um, so there are all sorts of things that we complain about. And here these guys treat TV as if it's a multi-billion dollar movie. I know. I know. They put in so much work. It's incredible. I mean, we saw it in Squid Game. I'm seeing it in this because it's like, <laughs> I've watched a lot of American television. I've watched... <laughs> Someone would say too tell? much American yeah. television. Yep. I would say that is a strong, you could say that about me as a person, but it is rare. Like you never see something as audacious as the first episode of Vincenzo. So let's get right into it, which is so what a lot of episode, what a lot of shows do is they will start an episode, uh, you know, start a first episode with a dramatic thing that's going to happen a lot later in the series. And Vincenzo does do that, right? Um, it starts with him presiding over a building blowing up. And it's the middle of the night and he's watching a building blow up and he's like, you know, this is, this is what I want. You know, I yes. need this building to explode. Yeah. And we watch the building explode and it's beautiful and it's well done. And you're like, okay, so is this going to be one of those things where they, they establish something awesome is going to happen and now I have to wait eight episodes before awesome things start happening (laughs) and cut to italy cut to to (laughs) italy where it turns out vincenzo cassano our main character is the consigliere for a mob boss well the cassano family of the cassano family yes yes and the the patriarch of the family his father has died and he is not getting to take over the family well, uh, we don't know that at the beginning. We don't but know that about do it. That. Yes. Let's well, just the first thing you're right. The first thing we see is the, him going to talk to a rival family about a business deal, right? That has gone awry. Uh, and yes. how, you know, essentially this guy wants to move in on territory. He's uncomfortable with business. He's pulling some moves that they're not happy about. Regular mob stuff. The details of it aren't that important. What's important is the guy is unreasonable and he is, makes the mistake of being disrespectful towards Vincenzo. When Vincenzo well, was kind enough to come all the way out to his estate that is in the middle of his like uh, winery. No, 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 well, you, no, you're missing. Okay, you're missing. Please go. What has happened, right? Because you do have to talk a little bit later. What yes. happens is, is you see him getting up in the morning, getting dressed, and he's going to this place. Yes. Right? And um, he, but it turns out, of course, this was the last order that his yeah, father that gave. His father him had gave before, before he died, yeah. and this this guy, they've been offering him, I guess, um, options and a choice. This guy wants to take over everything, and they mm-hmm. don't want him to, and um, so consequently, right? Um, he says it's the morning after his father has died and he is going to keep the appointment that he has with this man but it's not because vincenzo has been just like he's already decided what he's going to do oh of course should should there be a problem and he assumes there's a problem because what's so fascinating is you're driving down and the first time you're watching it 
you know, and he's looking out the car window and he's watching these planes go by, you know, and crop dusters are flying over the, uh, yeah, the estate disguises. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, over the wine field. Yeah. yeah. Over the wine field. And you're just assuming that they're doing crop dusting and stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful, I don't know where that place is in Italy. People who know Italy. It's it's shot gorgeously. It's just a gorgeous shot as his car is going down and all these wine fields and you're watching all of this stuff come down in real life. I'm sure it's just water. Right. Oh. And then you then you get him having the meeting with this guy who assumes that because the head of the family has died. And I think yeah. it's pretty clear, maybe at that point, you don't know what's exactly going on. You find out later on, but they're talking and he's he wants no part mm-hmm. of any kind of choice. So what does Vincenzo says? Well, I've offered it to you. Yeah. I've offered you a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously <laughs> don't want to take my choice. Yeah, you don't want to take the offer that I have given you. And so we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, and this is leaves. not a negotiation. This is your final option. option. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Right. And then we get just again, um, We've already seen it with the exploding building, of course, but we learn right away the extreme lengths to which Vincenzo is willing to go because he drives off and tosses a lighter out the window. No, no. As he's walking, he actually throws the first lighter as he's walking. walking, And then he walks a little bit further, throws out another. He throws out more than one lighter. So he's got a pocket full of them, right? Oh, yeah. And he throws out and then and you don't know right away what's going to happen. And then you see the burn. Right. And then and then this this shot after he gets in the car as they're driving away of the whole thing burning up. It's just. But you do get that one moment as he's starting to walk away of the mob boss saying, didn't they just crop dust? Didn't they just dust last week? Why yeah. are those planes up there? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they were spreading gasoline all over the fields. Yeah. And all over them. Oh, yeah. and all over them. Yeah. It just burns the whole place down. It is gorgeous. And it is a gorgeous, gorgeous. The way yeah. it is. All oh. done with computers because you can't, you know, blow up uh, an entire <laughs> field in Italy for a TV show. But why wow, does yeah. it look good? Yeah, no, and I mean, and that's, you know, if you're going to use CGI, that's how you use it. You're absolutely right. That's how it's done. Very well done. You would, if you didn't know that it was an impossibility. Of them doing this, you would think it was real. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know. It's a great looking scene. And again, it shows you the, uh, the lengths to which he is willing to go to make a point. Which yes. is going to become a theme with him, <laughs> with him throughout the, the the next nineteen episodes after the first one. Yeah, you know, oh, and wow. it is it is definitely stunning. And yep. then he goes back home mm-hmm. to say do, to do play his respects to his dead father. Yep, and then his brother. Well, technically, his half brother. His. Well, I, I'm not sure that he is even Italian at all. I, I that, that's never clear. It is never clear later. Whether this later is on. the mob boss is his biological father or whether he is his adopted father. Yeah. 
that never okay. becomes clear throughout. Because well, when we meet the mother, I thought, I mean, I haven't seen past the first two episodes. When we meet his mother. I thought that yes. was going to come up, but it didn't come up. So no, the it point didn't. is, yeah, how, the point whatever is, their relationship is, this his is brother. his father. And then yeah, this, this is, is his brother. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter. This is his brother. His exactly. brother is older than he is. Mm-hmm. And his brother is taking over. And we all, it's pretty clear who should be taking over, but that's not an option. So, so uh, his there brother's we... taking over and he kind of knows that, you know, Vincenzo knows how to get stuff done as in, re- and is respected. And in a, you know, Genghis Khan type of situation, you can't have another commander out there who's a, as or more respected than you are yeah. if you want to take o- take things over. Well, yes. And he and the, and his brother makes that point. You you don't respect me. And yeah. and Vincenzo looks at him and says, well, if it's deserved, yeah, do something worth respecting and I'll respect you. Right. And so yeah. he goes back. He goes back home. Yeah, but it's like respect has to be earned. And I think yeah. that's the key part is that it's like Vincenzo does try to live his life as a person worth being respected. Yes, he does. Like, there are even though rules. He is a criminal, there are rules. There is stuff you do and stuff you don't do, and people who are off limits. Like he, he believes in the mafia code stuff. Yeah, and his brother has made some errors in judgment, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> and so, and then he goes home, right? And he goes yep. home, and his brother has sent a hit squad. Yep. To kill of him. course, Vincenzo knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. It ain't no surprise that this is happening to him. So no. he's ready for them. And so, you know, <laughs> he kills a guy and he sends another guy to go and pass on the message that you failed and tell my brother that I'm leaving. No, that's not how it's done. Not how it happens. Jeez. How long has it been hey. since you watched the first one? Yeah, like two <laughs> weeks. It's terrible. Okay. I'm forgetting how the scene went because I know he shoots the one guy. Oh no, he Does shoots he shoot all both three of them. He kills he all shoots three of them. All of them. You're oh, and then he go, okay, yes. Oh, okay, and then, and then he phones his brother. Yes, like then it's what's a phone really call. Yeah. if you want to set up the viciousness of him, one guy is alive still and that, after right, he and then he ex- and he that's shoot, what I'm thinking of. He executes yeah. him in the head. So yeah, he kills all three of them. Yeah. And then he phones his brother. And then he phones the brother. And right, his brother right, right, right. is getting out of got out of his car. Mm-hmm. And and uh Vincenzo's unbelievably beautiful car. Yes. His multiple hundred thousand dollar uh, Italian supercar. Yes. And uh so and then it blows up on him. <laughs> and Vincenzo just says, I am leaving. Yeah. And if you ever try and come and get me the next time. <laughs> you'll be in it know, it's such a good scene oh. you, know, the, you know the car won't be empty the next time it yeah next up. time you try next time i do this and i'm like oh vincenzo we're already on board with you i mean this is just you want to so, get somebody get people on board with a character right away this yeah. is a good way to do it and then you see he's phoning from the plane he's already yeah. on a plane he's already and he, out of the country and he takes out his sim card and he drops it in his glass of wine i just watched it again oh a yeah couple no, that of days I ago remember. so yeah because yeah. he uh yeah because he's like i'm not findable and he's like i'm not going to be findable anymore i'm out yeah i'm like yay okay go vincenzo 
Yeah. So then <laughs> the airport happens. Oh, you know? it's great because he gets scanned in at the airport. We get this wonderful scene and I'm sure this cop will become important later, but like uh, a cop essentially just who's stops looking him. for, yeah, stops yeah. him. Right. And it's like, okay, this guy's suspicious. And we look in and he finds out, you know, there's this connection and you seem a very suspicious man to be Italian, but also Korean. What's going on with this guy with your fancy clothes and your Italian name? Like, oh, I don't know. And he just immediately, he immediately knows something's up with Vincenzo. Yes, yes, he does. But he gives him back his passport. Yep. And I cannot tell you how he comes back. You'll find out in episode three. No. Okay. I think. All right. Don't tell me because we see. Well, no. I mean, we do see the set, the cops, uh, the cops talking and like him wanting to investigate. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, later, I mean, it's we can talk about it now because it's not like a spoiler for anything else that happened. But there's literally a scene where like he's like, I want to investigate him, and his boss is like, Well, I'm not paying your expenses if you do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's in episode two. Do it on your own time. Yeah, do it on your own time. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he tries to. And no. he's got like $40,000 or something. No, it's 40000 No, that's the key part. He's got 400000 won, So he's got left. $400 left in his bank account. Yeah, because he's had to pay for, as it turns out, he's, he's paying for his mother's medical bills. Yes. That's yeah. that's what happens. Because it's all going to tie together. It's all going to tie together. But he decides, me, yes. I, I know, given the way the insurance company is presented, I know that it's all going to tie together, which means it's probably a good time to introduce... Uh, our second lead who uh, we introduce going to see a man who works in a loading dock. Oh God. Yes. In a fantastic scene. And again, so we have just had 10 minutes of mafia action, right? Mm -hmm. We've had 10 solid minutes of mafia action. And then we get a man working a loading dock and a woman, you know, in a suit coming to bring him a cake. Yes. They're like, okay. congratulations, cake. Congrat. What, what the hell is this scene? You know, sing a little song, bring him a cake. And it's like, oh, I'm bringing you this cake. This cake that is stuffed with $100 bills. As it turns out. Yeah, it's stuffed with 100,001 bills. And you're like, oh, okay. And we've, that is a very weird scene. And because she talks about it is involvement weird. in a drug trial. And it's such Ooh. a weird scene because it's like, why are you going to this ridiculous length? And we find out that it's well, to bribe a man to not talk in a, uh, in a trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know what it is at the time. I mean, this is what, no. how it sets it up. So she's the protagonist, it looks like. Yep. In this in this first episode, mm -hmm. um, and in the second episode, you know, and she's uh, yeah. So then you go there, then you go back to the airport, mm -hmm. and he's getting in, and he gets into a like. It's just like I can't imagine anyone else doing. It is just doing this right. Like so, he gets into the limousine. It turns out that the limousine he gets into is part of a gang or two guys yeah. it turns out but a gang who who waylays tourists rich looking tourists at the airport yeah drugs them with uh sedatives Wa and yeah. water 
and then steals all of their stuff. Yeah, and we know this is coming because it's on the radio. He's it's got actually pretty funny that he's literally yeah. like, and Vincenzo's so distracted, he doesn't even listen to the radio story about a guys who drug people with water as he is taking a bottle of wa- free water. bottle of water yeah. from the taxi driver. He's like, uh, Vincenzo, pay yeah, yeah, to I your mean, surroundings. Yeah, we all we all know it's thre- coming. <laughs> yeah, the only threat he thinks about is the mob. Like, and yeah. he's like, I'm, I'm clear from the mob, so I'm home free. And mm-hmm. he finds out, and I mean, for the first two episodes, it's about him finding out that, no, there's this kind of stuff everywhere. Like, leaving yeah. Italy hasn't gotten you out of this trouble. Yeah. Which is pretty great, actually. Yeah, you know, and he calls, his, he calls the guy, as we do find out, as he, he calls the guy who supposedly owns this building that we saw at the very beginning yes, to come and, and says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at the plaza hmm? yeah. in a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out some way down there. So he gets so he gets in this limousine. Of course, he passes out. He mm-hmm. gets robbed. And, they yeah. leave and so him he with- literally gets just dumped at the side of the road. And they leave him with $500, basically. Yeah. No, $50. Because it's, uh, yeah, oh, it's, they a, leave fi- with $50. it's a $50,000 yeah. $50, bill. Which yeah, is $50. so 50 bucks. So he has just enough to get on a bus and get him downtown. <laughs> it's a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta say, you got to give it to the robbers, like leaving him some cash so he could get a bus ride or a cab into town. That is yeah. <laughs> it's nice of them. They didn't have to do that. So they're not absolutely Well, they got, terrible. they got, they got. Oh, thousands. they got plenty of money and his watch. So yeah, yeah. they're doing pretty well from robbing him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so then we go to the court case that the bribery we saw was about. Mm-hmm. And we find out that our woman who was just, again, bribed a witness to keep him from testifying about a drug trial that went horribly awry for this uh, drug com- this drug company. Uh, what is the name of the drug company? Babel Chemicals. Babel, Babel yes. F- yeah, Babel, because they want to build a literal tower of Babel. <laughs> As if you, again, the show is not subtle in its references. Oh, good Lord, no. These guys <laughs> literally want to build a tower of Babel. Like, yeah. Oh. That's so fantastic. Uh, But anyway, so what happens is um, the trial, like the case gets set aside because the guy who's processed, the guy who's suing Babel suddenly doesn't have a witness about the corrupt way they handled this drug trial because the guy has, you know, mysteriously decided not to testify, wink. And then it turns out that the lawyer who is prosecuting the case and the woman who's defending are father and daughter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we get uh, our first utterly fantastic scene from the, like the scene where she's bribing a guy is good. The yeah. scene where she like goes to her father in tears. Yeah. Like, I just want you to be proud of me. Like, I did all of this. I became a lawyer. It's like, why can't I ever get, you know, will I never be able to get your respect, the whole thing? And it's like, you watch her do this whole wonderful, heartfelt speech. She's just like, are you done? Like, I've heard this so many times before. Look, look, you know, why don't you just quit being a lawyer and go and be an actress? (laughs) (laughs) You're obviously better at that. (laughs) Such a good point. And then is that where he tells her he's relinquished his parental? No, no. She finds out that later, that out later. 
This yeah. his response was. Yeah. In a in a later scene, she will get a notification that he yes. has legally uh divorced from her. Yeah, relinquished. He is no longer legally her parent. And like she is to never refer to him as her father and to discard every like memento and piece of evidence that they are family. Yeah, and including and he and when he talks, he includes all these other names, like from all these other different languages. Here are all of the words you can't call me anymore. (laughs) And it's father in every language. (laughs) It's a really funny scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yes. And so here's where, okay. And now we're going to get to a bit of a contrivance because Vincenzo goes to the building, right? Mm -hmm. And while he's going to the building, he's uh, being walked around the building by the quote unquote owner of the building. We still don't really know what the details of this relationship is. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Right. Um, While he's doing that, he's being watched, right, by a group of people who live in the building. And of course, we don't know why they're watching him or what's going on yet. But basically, he's going to get a tour of the building from the guy and all of the people who live in the building are very suspicious that this new guy has arrived because people are being encouraged to leave the building. People are being encouraged to move out. They're being offered. And so basically everyone's uh, waiting on, well, what kind of deal is it? Like, what kind of deal are we going to get to move out? Are they going to pay for us to move somewhere else? Are we going to get a better place? Because it's not just residential areas. There are people who have run businesses in this building for like decades. There is a Buddhist temple in the building. Yes. Well, it turns out, of course, that first the 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 first thing you find out is that mr cho right is is very respectful to vincenzo so you know that who's the boss yeah we already we know know right away you're right that mr cho is working for vincenzo yeah and vincenzo has an apartment in the building yeah that has all of his clothes everything he needs in it Mm -hmm. right supposedly and then they walk and then you have one guy who's already watching them right yeah, from outside exactly. the building and then they start to go and you can see everyone nobody wants to talk to them because mm-hmm. right it turns out that <laughs> we get like well again because you know nobody wants to leave their homes or their businesses and you get a bunch of funny vignettes you have the actor who is you know practicing how to be a zombie for an audition for a movie you have the unbelievably creepy long-haired girl in a white dress who's always playing piano who may or may not be a ghost (laughs) (laughs) you have the authentic italian restaurant (laughs) with a chinese guy a korean guy who doesn't who just doesn't know anything about italian food but he has grown a stereotypical italian mustache to convince people that he studied in italy you get all of these wonderful little character beats you're like oh so this is this is now a quirky character comedy yes and the laundry guy the guy who runs the laundry laundry. i love the laundry guy oh yes yes he's fantastic the woman who runs the, you know, the regular Korean restaurant who uh, has the son, misbehaving son, who she is constantly trying to toughen up by challenging him to fight. Right. So we're watching all of this as Vincenzo is seeing it and he's just going. And like he is, he is reacting with as much disbelief as the audience is. (laughs) He really is. Yeah. All these people who are living in this building 
and yeah. it's and it's that um, and it is Babel that is trying to buy the building. But in the in the first major contrivance of the show, yeah. it turns out that the guy who was suing Babel, the the lawyer's dad, who's also a lawyer, his office is also in the building. Yes. Well, yes. In an amazing coincidence. Yes. Yeah. So but it's gonna, you know, well, it, yes. well, again, you need you need it. Like the, it's a con- it's a coincidence they need for the show, and that's that's not a complaint. It's just an observation that well, it is it, it, what an it, amazing coincidence. Well, it's an amazing coincidence in episode one, as you yeah. it, like. You've only watched one and two. Later, I will find out more about why he's there. I'm sure. Yeah, you'll find out more why he's there. But um, yeah. yes, so it's just. Oh yeah, I'm not, and it's like. The, the job it does of setting up all of these characters yeah. so quickly, like you get exactly what their role is. Everyone gets, every one of them gets a nice trait right away. Like it's very well done. I was you, very impressed with how quickly this first episode yeah. moves and embeds you in this world. Yes. And the, the fascinating and as the, the, of course, they're talking about the tenant that's in the basement, right? Yeah. And we don't know exactly why Mr. Cho is saying, well, yes, the original tenant left, but I found somebody else to live there. And, and don't worry, it's not a problem. It's a Buddhist temple. <laughs> right. And you yep. see, and you see this, the, the chief Buddhist priest yeah. sitting, just sitting there and he is in a state of meditation mm-hmm. and you have the other Buddhist monk. They're both yeah, monks, who right? is clearly not excited about the prospect of being forced to move. No, none of them are. Well, none of them want to move. That's why they're all yeah. so negative about everybody. Right. Exactly. Because none of them want to move out. They're very, very happy with this. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's in these these first ones, you know, and he's. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is. It, it just everything connects right you're watching all of this as you watch it the first time yeah you know and you can see it moves so fast and as you say all of the pieces fit together so elegantly Mm. yeah you know you're in for a good ride once you get finished with this first episode yes well and you get and and of course in this episode is where where um you you get to see the law firm as well that's true that she okay. works for. That she works for. Yeah, um, where the, everyone is fetting her for, uh, we get another scene of her being wonderful and doing a dance and singing about how wonderful she is yeah. for having the uh, case thrown out. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, her immediate supervisor can see everything she's doing because she forgot to close the drapes. Or maybe the, the door blinds. doesn't have blinds. Oh no, it doesn't have blinds. The window. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh no, he, yes, said, he, he said should... we've got to get you some blinds. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get you some blinds in here. Right, I forgot. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was um, good. That was a good. He job. comes in, and then, and then she said, and he gives her a bonus, and she says, mm-hmm. "Well, did you take the, you know?" And then she checks it. Oh, he took the taxes off, right? <laughs> no. And um, and and so it's it's a fa- it's just. That one is just fascinating. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then you meet her. Do you meet her at that one? Yes, you meet her assistant. Yep. You know, who speaks every now and then with English words. Mm-hmm. You know, so. 
And then she finds, you know, she gets the the sheet from her father and she decides she has to go. This is where she gets the, uh, I have disowned you. You can no longer use my name letter. And I'm going to send your pictures off to a museum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. All your childhood pictures off to a museum. So she, of course, has to go and face her father. immediately. Yeah. And which is, of course, what brings her into the orbit of the building in Vincenzo. Yeah. Because we knew they were going to meet at some point. I've seen television. <laughs> yeah, we've seen television. Seen television. I know these two leads are going to meet each other. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's off to a great start. But we've quickly learned that Babel is even more sinister than we realized. Because, oh, uh, they've hired some goons. And they desperately, they desperately want the building to be signed over to them. Yeah. And they've si- hired some goons to make sure that happens by, uh, and essentially we find out that Vincenzo wants to get this done with as quickly as possible. He wants to just figure out how much money they need to give everybody. He wants to like, cause they're all having their, all of the tenants are having their secret meeting about what are we going to do about this Italian Korean guy who's just shown up with, his fancy suits, he must be in charge. It's like, what does he want? And he just barges in and like, you know what? Uh, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to figure out what needs everybody to get you guys out of here. And we, I assure you, we will come to a fair arrangement. So he's, he's handling this all very well. Mm-hmm. And the key part is they need to demolish the building. Vincenzo needs the building demolished. Just like he said at the start. So he does need everyone to leave. And Babel also needs the building demolished because they want to build their Tower of Babel in this location. And of course, we find out that there are very different reasons for this, which we're going to get into. I don't know what Babel's up to yet. I'm sure that'll come up later. But we know what Vincenzo's up to in episode two. But before we get to episode two, uh, Cho's family gets, you know, threatened. Uh, The goons are going to threaten his family unless they sell to... Uh, unless, unless he they, sells yeah, unless he sells because on paper is... exactly on paper he owns the building yeah and so they need him to sign it over Vin- uh, they need him to sign it over and Vincenzo of course and he's like we just need this building demolished and then we need a couple of days and then we're this is all done and we don't know why yet but the they're obviously not and so he's like literally all you need to do is delay Babel long enough that we can get the people out of here and destroy the building and we're going to be fine, right? Uh, of course, they don't have the chance to do that because Cho is forced to sign the place over. And then when he goes the next day, once the paper, and like literally they hold him and his family hostage for like 14 hours until all of the paperwork has gone through. Yeah, Like they are taking no chances. And so Cho runs off to like tell Vincenzo and see him and he's apologizing over the phone and... He gets in a car accident. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell, that looked bad. Is he dead? And no, he's not. He's not dead. Yes, he's but, not dead. But, but it looked like a real bad accident. Yeah, I and know. Well, he's in a neck brace in the hospital. And exactly. he's, you know. Oh, yeah. Completely. He's not having a great day, but he's no. not dead. No, but he's not dead. Well, no. And I mean, it's this it's this terrible situation because now he can't even tell Vincenzo what he did because he's in the hospital. So Vincenzo and everyone gets taken completely by surprise. Yes. And then when when you get the next set of goons. Yeah. 
Bart's uh, coming up to just say, we own the place. And hey, uh, we're, we're a bunch of goons. We're going to move in and basically just harass you full time. You know, we're just going to have new, there's going to be a new team of supers here. Going to be here to constantly harass you until it becomes so unbearable that you move out. Which, you, well, know, you know, and we'll make the deals with you. Anybody want to make a deal? Oh, yeah. You, you know. know, I mean, they're not going to give them much money, obviously, because they're a scumbag corporation. But yeah, we'll make you the deal or we'll make life so unbearable for you that you're forced to move out. And if this sounds familiar to you, it's what all of New York uh, real estate <laughs> did back in the 70s and 80s because yeah. there was all this rent control. Oh, right. Yeah. And so you couldn't redevelop these buildings if there were people paying two hundred dollars a month or $150 a month for a place in Manhattan. So they, you know, yeah. ruined these buildings. They let them fall into complete decrepitude. And when that didn't work, they literally just hired goons to trash people's apartments while they were out yeah. until they left so that they could redevelop the buildings. Like this is, yeah. this is all based on stuff that actual real yeah. estate companies If you want to, if, and if people want to go watch the original um, Equalizer, because they did an episode. That came it. up a lot on that show. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are all sorts of different places that you can see shows we're dealing with that TV shows from the oh, 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, it uh, was the dangers uh, of gentrification. Yes. The problems, the dangers, the horror of gentrification. OK, so now you can introduce the, the other main character that we meet. The prosecutor, what? the prosecutor. That happens this episode. We meet the prosecutor who is pissed off about Babel getting away with everything. And then the lawyer's boss comes to see her and asks to hire her to come and work for the firm so she can represent Babel. Oh, oh, oh. It, it's in this episode. That, that, are you sure it's I'm not? No, in no, it's in episode, episode two. two. I know it's in episode. We're, we're on to episode two. Okay, but we meet her in the laundry you're talking about. Yes. And another main character. Yes. yes. Okay. So you you meet prosecutor, whatever her last name is, Chiang yeah. or Ming Ming something or other. But anyway, yeah. yes, we meet this woman who we have mm -hmm. no idea who she who is. Who she is. He's yeah. and she's doing Zumba in, yeah. in the laundry, in right? The laundry. And, and there are these two guys who are making Ma fun of making her, a video and, about her and a video and making fun of her. And yeah. uh, by and the she's time like, hey. Uh, fun fact, that's a crime and I can ruin your lives over this. Also, it's a really rude thing to do and you shouldn't make fun of people. And they're like, sorry, ma'am, we understand, ma'am. And this is like, and also, no, don't run off. Uh, you're going to need to sit there for the next 40 minutes. I need help folding all of my sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Again, do great, char great character introduction. Yes. Yes, great character introduction. We find out why is episode two. Yes, yes I forgot. Yes, we, she did the laundry stick in the first one. Yeah. So we've now we met Vincenzo. Everybody. We've met the, law, uh, the lawyer. The, yeah. The uh, we've met father daughter her lawyer father. team. We've met Cho. Yes. And then we've yeah, met like, all of the people. We've met the goons. Mm hmm. Yeah. And um, yes, so we've met pretty much everybody at this point. Pretty and much. of course the cops. We meet the cops. Yes. Although it's not obvious yet what the cops' role is going to be. But yeah. we have met the cop. Yeah. All right. And so with the car accident and all of that, we move into episode two. 
right? No. Where things start moving. Okay, but in the first episode, wait a second, but in the first what is episode- the last thing in the first episode that I'm forgetting? Wait, no, I'm thinking in the first in the first episode when the guys come and say we're going to harass you and they yeah. go to beat them up and then Vincenzo comes. Isn't that in the first no, that's episode? Second episode? That's the second episode. Yeah. Because okay. remember, it's uh, when he has to deal with. His oh, suit. that's he has oh, just dealt uh, with his suit. Yeah, that's yes. the second episode. OK, so he he brings his suit. Yeah, he brings his suit down to the laundry in the second. Yeah, because um, in episode two, there's a great scene where, you know, he can't. Um, there's a running gag where he keeps going to the Italian restaurant. Yeah. Right. And yes. ordering food and taking one bite and saying, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted in my, in my life. life. Yes. And the poor. How the dare poor you cook? call this Italian food? Yes. <laughs> the poor chef yeah the oh. poor chef anyway oh my god i know just and he's looked so beaten down by vincenzo <laughs> every yeah. time and so you can see that vincenzo is still just as nasty as ever oh yeah absolutely. you know he's nicely nasty because but, yeah yeah he, i mean this is this is and then you know, he, he leaves the suit with overnight yeah, with, with the, the dry cleaner, the dry cleaner telling him not to. It's an expensive suit. Yep. Are you sure you know how to do this? Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, take it, you know, well, take it to somebody else. Italian tailoring, virgin wool. You know, so are you sure you can handle this? And it's like, you're free to go somewhere else. And he's like, uh, I well, OK, well, I need it. You know, I need it in an hour. It's like, you can have it tomorrow. Like, no, yeah. I need it immediately. Oh, it's a very good scene. Yeah. And of course, his suit winds up shrunk. Of course it does. And he looks very ridiculous in it. Yes, and we all know. Like, and it was funny because the only thing I thought is that when, when, when Mr. Cho told yeah. him that he had put his clothes and everything else, I'm going, well, why didn't he just put on a different suit? Why did he have to have that suit for the next day? But yeah. anyway, in an hour or something, right? And I'm yeah. just going, I, I do remember even thinking that the first time I watched it. Yes. Um, but anyway, but that's another one of those things. So we had to, we had to see that, you know, the dry cleaner was going to take it. They're all going to take it out on him. Not the chef. The chef, it does try to. It's weird because the chef kind of wants his approval. Yes. The chef wants his approval. The other, the, the, the laundry guy is just, I'm going to sh shove it up this guy's, you know what. Oh, yeah. And he has so no patience for we also uh, meet the Oh, and we also meet the pigeon. Right. The, I forgot about the pigeon. Oh, we also yes. meet the pigeon. There's a pigeon that lives outside of his window and makes it impossible for him to sleep. <laughs> sleep. And so he actually like <laughs> tries to shove the pigeon off with his phone. And it's like the pigeon is having none of that. Just no. comes right back. Like, yep. nope, this is my window. I've been here longer than you have. And as someone who has had a couple of generations of pigeon live on his balcony, yeah, 100%. That is exactly <laughs> how pigeons behave. <laughs> like, no, I was born on this balcony. This is my balcony. <laughs> yeah. Give it a you know? rest. Well, so, yes, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Pretty much give it a rest. And then um, it is, it, yeah, it's just... So then we get more from because Vincenzo now knows yeah. who's the bought dabble, the building. 
yeah, he knows about Babel. He knows what they've done to Joe. And so he goes and he's like, well, okay, I'll talk to the lawyer. Because again, Vincenzo, he's the consigliere. And he is, he is actually like, he's a mob boss and he kills people, but he is a trained lawyer. Yes. But in Italy, he speaks well in Italy, but he speaks and he reads Korean. Yeah. So he can get caught up on the stuff, whether or not he's that familiar with Korean law. He understands the principles involved, even if he doesn't know the intricacies of Korean law, but that's why he's got a Korean lawyer to work with. Yes. Yeah. And, and be- uh, meanwhile, the uh, the prosecutor, who we, we have met in her. such a delightful <gasps> scene, like goes into her office and finds out, you know, like they've got to lay off uh, Babel because they've uh, this lawsuit has been lost and they can't prove anything. And she's pissed that they're, you know, everything's corrupt and this company can just buy whatever it wants. And so then we get this great scene where she's like, I'm going to be thrown to the wolves for failing here and they're going to destroy my career. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And as she's thinking that, uh, the lawyer's boss drives up in a car next to her and is like, let's get a drink. Okay, wait a sec. No, here. No, no, no. Please. No, no, no. no. Just, 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 yeah, yeah back off because we've got to go from off. lawyer to prosecutor. No, the yeah. lawyer, so the daughter, let's call her yes, the, the daughter. lawyer daughter. Yeah. It's not it's she's she's not the one that gets by her boss to go for a drink well no that's what i'm saying the prosecutor yes, gets it's told the prosecutor. By her boss. yes and i was saying that no no the, the prosecutor getting... no no yes, but I... you have to go to the whole thing with the prosecutor first where she sits down with this guy and you see her working yeah but then she has the meeting with her supervisors at the thing and at the prosecutor's office and she realized she's going to be screwed over and so she packs up her yeah she packs I, up her desk well she yes then, she no yes. no she no no you're, you're right that you're happens moving. Moving. I'm yeah i'm moving the scene you're right you're no, moving no, she has the, I, I know i know let me finish that okay i uh she packs up her desk in the next scene but the point is she gets essentially to uh told by her bosses that the plan to go after Babel is a no-go. They're too powerful. Everything's corrupt. Blah blah. And and obviously, she's no, no, be the it's fall not guy. Babel. No, 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 it's not Babel that's Which the problem. It? It's that this this chief judge or other chief of police or whatever who's been found guilty, yeah, of sexual harassment. He has nothing to do with Babel. Babel. He is his and he's he's she has accused him they have filmed yes, and, they have oh, another yes. prosecutor and right yes that's yes, yes, right yes. and then so this is the chief the chief and prosecutor. they're all going to cover for yes and they're, they're going to cover for over. this guy yeah. and she's and by gonna, screwing her over by yes. screwing her over and they've taken away a different case from her but it wasn't it the Babel case they were taking away from her no 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 it, it had nothing the Babel case I didn't think right, it well, was. You're, I'm sure you're right, and I'm sure I'm wrong. I just thought I just because... kind of watched it today before. Oh, no, no, I understand. This, yeah. I thought it was the Babel case, and no. that's why the other lawyer, the lawyer's boss, comes to see her because it's like, because she's no, no, working no, on no. that case. No, 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 no. He's just been what we don't know, or you don't, it's just all of a sudden he shows up yes. and he calls her over, and he knows what's been going on in this Nam Diong place right yeah okay and and that she is a 
killer prosecutor that she's yeah. there um she is the best of the best okay now what, what what's the word what what was ray donovan for the for his a lawyer fixer. a fixer she's the fixer in this prosecutor's yeah. office yeah she'll get she's right? the one who gets you know stuff Things, done no matter yes. what no matter what she will cheat she will rob you see her threatening this one guy who yep. says, no, I'm not going to deny blah, 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 blah. You better because I'm going to ruin you if you don't. You know what <laughs> yeah. I did to so-and-so? Remember so-and-so? You know, he committed suicide. I ruined yeah. him. She's a monster. It's she great. is a monster, okay? She yep. is a first-class monster. And then, so then the daughter lawyer, Cha Young, yeah. um, she... <clears throat> Uh, she basically she was expecting a promotion at work yeah. for winning the Babel case. Okay, and but then I, I need to we go... find out that the job that she was expecting to get uh, is given to this prosecutor. Okay, but the, let, let, to get back to the prosecutor, but yeah. CO, that's her boss, right? The guy who right. runs Wusan, the the, yeah. the law the firm. Law firm. See, and so what happens with the law? He's running a law firm, but he wants to get even bigger he um wants sort of the best attack dog he can get and he knows her reputation and he knows she's dissatisfied yeah he wants his to be a top tier firm and he needs completely merciless monsters like her to work for him if he wants to have so the best possible top tier firm so he talks so he takes her out for for supper and drinks and says Mm -hmm. come on you know, these guys aren't ever going to give you anything. So that, yep. because that's, you know, and so we don't see her saying yes at that dinner, but no. we see her resigning. <laughs> yes. And just from the prosecutor's <laughs> office, right? Yes. And she says, which is a great scene. It's a great she, scene. She even throws away her prosecutor's plaque. Yeah. But at the big, uh, in disgust the, and destroys a window. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the big line for me was, when 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 the prosecutor he she says well she says and i'm on a leash and blah and he just says to her well it doesn't matter who you work for you're always going to be on a leash and she says yes but this leash is going to be much longer and they feed me better (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean the writing is just like uh, and i i whoever did you know the crazy part is that's actually uh what do you call it the um that's actually a line there's a line almost identical to that in an episode of wise guy yeah where he says at certain point does it matter whether i'm working for the government or the mob yeah that's... i should just become a mobster full-time at least i'd eat better yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's it's that same idea. i tell you yeah. these guys i mean oh they you... know yeah. They know what they're doing in this show. So yeah, so you've already got her set up as this ruthless mm. mercenary yep. woman and she is going to be given it I mean basically he's bringing her in there to work and the thing that he says to her is that look, Babel is our biggest client. Yeah. Right? Sio, the head of Wusan says Babel is our biggest client. You know, mm-hmm. and you know and yeah, I, we cover them for all the shit that they yeah. do. And she says, well, why are you doing that? He says, because when I shovel the shit, I keep getting richer. 
<laughs> you know and so yeah, it's, what I mean, the he's, hell? he's very and, open about it. it's like yeah, yeah i mean this is the system somebody's gonna babble is gonna hire somebody to do this and somebody's gonna make the money i don't see where any reason why it shouldn't be me and, and he ex- and he explains he said look right now he said they're in the top 20 20 companies in korea they're gonna be bigger and they're gonna mm-hmm. they've got these new drugs and they've got all of this stuff and they're just going to be expanded. And they've got a chairperson, a chairman, who is a dimwit. Yep. And he can be Meaning pushed around. his lawyers are going to be able to tell him everything to do. Yeah. So you and I are going to be running the biggest corporation in Korea. Yeah. Like he'll do anything his lawyers tell him to. So essentially, you know, we're going to be running the biggest. How can you say no to that? And she doesn't. But again, this really freaks out the uh, the lawyer because there was supposed to be a Cha big Yang. new... Pro- yes, Chaya, because there was supposed to be a giant promotion. And yes. because of how she massively helped Babel, she was 100% sure we, she was getting that promotion. And at the meeting, it was supposed to be announced, the prosecutor gets introduced as their new bulldog. Their new senior, senior yep. partner. Yep. So that she didn't get the promotion. And this, of course, is what leads her to go and rush off and see her dad and what he's up to. But what we should mention here is in a in a cutaway during all of this, mm-hmm. we actually find out and we haven't mentioned. Yes, this, we actually find out what Vincenzo is up to and why he was willing <laughs> and able to like just de- leave the mob without a second thought. Yeah. So we find out that Vincenzo, his job was law. I mean, as a laundering, laundering money. And the guy's like, I don't need money laundered. I need to hide money where no, like if things go down and I have to run, I need to be able to hide money where no one. And the man is Chinese. And he's Chinese. He's a Chinese billionaire. Yes. Right. And that's the key part. And so Vincenzo lays all out for him. Okay. Here's what you do. You buy a building. Right. And you do huge renovations on this building and literally, uh, right. You hide this building. And then while you're renovating it, renovating the basement, you create a vault, a vault that can only be opened by your biometrics. You know, no passwords, no nothing. Only you being there can open this vault. Right. And so we hire a guy to be the building owner and he knows there's something in the basement, but it's his job to just sit there and collect the paychecks and be the building's owner. That way, if any if ever anything goes wrong, you can go and you can all right, you can go and you can get your money and be on the run. And this is the key part: is like if you want this to work, if you want this to be a secret, you can't tell anyone about this money. Yes. The only three people on earth who will know it are you, me, and the guy we hire to own the building. Yes, and and Mr. Cho is someone that they have used. Like that the Cassano family the uses yes. to do this. Yes. So this it's is not... not the only time he has no. been, they launder their money through real estate and he is one of the guys they used to do it. So he, yeah. you know, that's his whole life. He can be trusted to do this because he's already trusted to do this. Yeah. And so it turns out that underneath the building is a ton of gold, like ton, literally tons of gold yeah so we watch all of the gold being put and then we see this big pile of what's so what was so wonderful for me that the first time through right is they put the buddha on top of this gold and we see it all in the rest of it yeah and what we don't understand is that 
later on during this episode when Vincenzo goes to talk to the 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 monks, right? The monks. And the monk who is is sitting the there Buddhist doesn't priest. talk to any and and he is sitting there getting enlightenment from the Buddha, and he's sitting right on top of the he's like, the uh, Buddha like statue, I have never right? he's never felt as close to the Buddha yes. as he does when he prays right there. And of course, we know that's because he's sitting six feet over an unbelievably valuable golden Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> you know, it's such a good joke. Oh, it's such a good it joke. Was, it was such a I just killed myself laughing. I'm just it's going, such a good joke. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So yeah, every now and then he gets messages from the Buddha. Right? Yeah. So the and this is the scene where the goons show up, right? Uh, and uh, lay out everything about what they're going to do, and then Vincenzo shows up and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think so." And so he gra- and so we get a great scene where he grabs the head goon and ties a rope around his arm and you know, tosses him out a window you know what it you know what he get he gets he gets into the these fights no it's yeah. it's a tape it's it's a lengthy uh vinyl tape measure that oh, the that the from guy the, from the laundromat gave him from the laundry well yeah no but, the, yeah. the dry cleaner yeah the, the, yeah, the dry, dry cleaner thing. gives him gives him this yellow and it's it's a tape measure yeah no it's it's the tape he wraps tape around for tailoring yeah yeah yeah, I just didn't remember what specific. And then he yeah. throws him out the window and he's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's only 20 feet. It's It won't kill you. It's just going to break most of your bones. Unless you land on your head. Unless you land on your head. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, then yeah, that'll probably kill you. <laughs> right? And so he gets the guy to agree to go away yeah. if he... Uh, uh, if he brings him back up. So he, so he drags him back up and the guy, you know goes immediately back to threatening him. He doesn't yes. even, like, he isn't even uh, cowed for a second. The minute he's not in danger, he goes back to his bluster. But of course, we've already seen him cowering. So we know this guy's weak, fundamentally. And Vincenzo, after all, remember, Vincenzo does take them all on. Oh, of course. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and- uh, We know he's capable. Like that's yes. the thing. Yeah, yeah. The actor must have been because not not all of it. I don't like it's well choreographed. All yeah. of these fight scenes are so well choreographed. Yep. And um, but I don't think he necessarily uses a stunt double. He has done. Bef- I mean, it, uh, it's a good fight scene, and I think you see enough of him that he's doing it himself. Yeah, because and he did spend his. He has done his two year military service. And, un- and and in 13 to 15, and unlike um, the man who was in The Man from Nowhere. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't, didn't get horribly he, injured doing He didn't it. get horribly injured during his two years of service. So. Ah, okay. Compulsory well, service. Go. That's very interesting, you know. So all of these male actors have had two years of compulsory military, military training. training. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting with with everything from guns and and I would assume all of these fighting tactics and things like that. Yeah, I'm not really in favor of compulsory military service, but you know it it is interesting the cultures where they have it. Well, let me put it this way: if you're living in South Korea, I can sort of understand it. Well, yeah, with North Korea right there, point <laughs> like everybody lives in Seoul, and there's you know all of those giant. Uh, howitzers aimed at Seoul constantly so okay it makes more sense in like Korea and uh Israel than a lot of other places yeah but I don't want to be too I'm not going to get too political here we no. can save that no, we, we don't want about, 
well, it's going to come up later in the series, I'm sure, when we talk about, you know, government corruption and drug companies. So polit- politics are going to show up. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. But I will say that my real issue is um, uh, with compulsory military services, it creates a population that is more inclined to do whatever, give the military whatever it wants and do whatever the military wants. And that is that way lies military dictatorships and um how do i put this nicely uh fascists shooting the prime minister of your country and then extremist right-wing people taking over your country for the next 30 years anyway yes we uh we don't have to go any more into the history of israel that's all i'll say and and then there's as i said and then but even in south korea remember they did have a military dictatorship well that's my point yes but Anyway, I don't think that it 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 came from after the war as opposed to um, yeah. the military service. But anyway, because we don't know we don't know about these cultural aspects, so Absolutely. we will let that go for now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean this 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 second episode where and he hangs him over and then you know and then and then you see the, the cops again. Yep. Um, this is the so, scene, the wonderful scene where the cop agrees to do it on his own time with his own money. Yeah, yeah. well, he's he works for the intelligence service. Exactly. Yeah, he works for the Korean criminal intelligence service. Yeah, where it's about building dossiers on criminal organizations yeah, and figuring and out like who is connected to who. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you have to have accurate files about who works for who, who's connected for who, in what line of business is X, Y, and Z. And that's where he works. Yeah, it's just and international. they don't think he's yeah. worth. Yeah, yeah. And they don't think Vincenzo's worth investigating. And he's sure that Vincenzo is worth investigating. investigating. <laughs> to the point where he's willing to do it himself. Yeah, but I mean, the wonderful scenes with that guy when he finds out, you know. Oh, who Vincenzo is. <laughs> I know. He's, but he's a consigliere. And it, I, uh, this this show is taking on the whole cult of everything in South Korea they've ever learned about the mafia is yeah. from movies like The Godfather. <laughs> and so no one takes the idea of there being an actual mobster in town particularly seriously. seriously? <laughs> what do A you mobster? think of this? Like in the movies? This isn't The Godfather? <laughs> no mob in Korea. <laughs> what do you? Well, yeah, but he might be coming to start one. Well, why yeah, would he want to come to Korea to, Korea to start the Italian mob? It's such a, no, it's a great scene. Yeah. Oh, it really is. And the thing is, like, the whole show from beginning to end, and like, it's packed with these hilarious scenes, followed by really effectively dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, the action works, the drama works, and the comedy works, and it doesn't feel like they're, like really interfering with one another and that is again it's the stuff we see the in the, integration yeah, that's the word i'm looking for thank yes. you where it's like most shows will pick a tone yeah and then they will just stick to that tone yeah. and these korean shows so many of them are willing to flip from tone to tone like look at something i'm not going to complain about a show like wise guy i love wise guy but you can't say that wise guy is constantly changing its tone and trying to do different things it does that like once in the entire series and it is one the craziest arc they ever did right but it's like if you think about the music industry it's fun and it's more light but it stays that way consistently yeah 
it never becomes bleak, right? And it, like we remember how we talked about the concept of how American TV shows will generally have a tone they do, and then like once or twice a year they will do a comedy episode or a musical or a mu- Well, now they do musicals. They didn't used yes. to do musicals. Well, Buffy they used to just do Buffy changed all Buffy, that. Buffy did change all of that. <laughs> Yeah, like there had been a couple of musical episodes in the past and there had been cop rock, but the idea of just a show one week deciding this week's going to be a musical, that's Buffy really is the one that kicked that off Mm -hmm. with that amazing musical episode. And now shows just do musical episodes. But the thing is, and this used to be a thing, and like a show like Law and Order never would, but a show about detectives or a show about people who were, I mean, hell, Supernatural did it. They would do like a comedy (laughs) episode. Yeah. Well, they yeah, actually they did, did a lot it. of comedy episodes. Yes. Yeah. Like the one where they came but, to the real world is one of my favorite oh my comedy God. episodes oh ever. Oh my God. Yes. I know. But, I know. But, but the thing is, is that it's an episode. Like they, yeah, it's just one episode. And then, but that whole episode will be tonally a comedy episode. Yes. And then the next episode, they'll go back to their normal tone. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this so strange by comparison because they're jumping back what kind of, sh- like what we would say, what kind of show it is yes. from scene to scene. Yeah. And that's what this the, this person that I was talking about at the beginning was complaining about, right? You never know what you're watching. Well, why don't you just take the ride? Yeah, take you the know? ride. Take the ride and enjoy it because it's always interconnected. And the one thing oh, yeah. I can say, because I've seen the whole thing, every little thing friggin' connects by the time you- it's like Babylon 5. Yeah, there every isn't, scene, every character, every means little something and will be important later. Well, yeah. there's all these little things that are happening in the first two episodes that 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 are just seems like throwaways, right? Yeah, and but it is all gonna pay off. It everything pays off. That's the the fascinating, um, the fascinating thing. The thing that we're not talking about is how that we haven't mentioned yet in this episode is how. Of course, Vincenzo decides he has got to see all the babble, the records of that yeah. that Papa Lawyer has. Yeah, because he did discovery. Yeah. yeah, he did the discovery for his trial with Babel. So mm-hmm. Vincenzo's like, I'm just going to see all of their files. I'm going to find out if I'm going to be up against this company. I need to know everything about this company. Yeah, and then the daughter comes in. And, P- and Vincenzo, she's lost her promotion. Yes. And Vincenzo goes, he has finished reading all of this stuff. And so Papa Lawyer says, yeah, so what do you think? Well, he said, may I, may I be vulgar for a moment? <laughs> yes. and he's, and so Papa Lawyer says, okay, I'll feel allow free, it. feel free. <laughs> and she, he calls them assholes and anyone who yeah. works for them are assholes, <laughs> assholes. and Wusan is assholes and of course the daughter works for Wusan yeah. so she's an asshole yeah. and that's all oh, there is such to a it. good scene. I mean you know you just watch these interactions right yeah absolutely and you do understand why the father is so upset with his daughter yeah because we really get a glimpse into uh Right, just how awful this company is through Vincenzo's eyes. And again, this man knows evil. He's a yes. monster. And, no, and we have like, seen oh. him do, we have yeah. seen him do horrible things. Yeah. And, and so we even have, he's and, like, these, this, this drug company. Ugh. 
Yeah. And the thing is, and they behave like the mafia. And then, she, you know, she's screaming about how everybody is like that. Go back to Italy where you belong. Yeah. Right. Know. And the other thing, though, that's interesting is that he also it's in this episode when he goes to sleep, like he has yeah. these he has these horrible dreams of some of the things that he's done. Yeah. He's, he's haunted he, by it. He's haunted by these things that he's done. You yeah. know, and then he wakes up and it's, there's the pigeon is almost comforting him. Right. I know when he wakes it's up. Such a nice scene. Yeah. A little like all these stupid little touches. Yeah. They're not stupid. No. They're just little touches that, you know. I totally get it. Yeah. And it's yeah. again, you don't see a lot of shows working like that. No, you just don't. And again, it's partially because in Korea, just like in England, I mean, not as much in England anymore, but in England, like they don't expect these shows to run forever. No. So they're able to like conceive of them as a whole story with a beginning, a middle and end and have the thematic coherence of a novel. Yes. On television. Yes. You know, and very few things are doing that. Basically in America, it's just Fargo is doing that. Well, yes. basically now, only Fargo mm-hmm. is doing that today, but we used to have Wise Guy. And Babylon 5. And Babylon 5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no TV show plans things out as much as those, the, as much as these Korean shows do. And by the way, we don't think that, again, we don't think that every Korean show does this exquisite planning. And well, most of them, when they're one season plans, they do have good planning. But we don't think all of their shows are doing these tonal things, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, Squid Game didn't. Obviously, Designated Survivor didn't. You know? Last, detect- Last Detective didn't. Yeah, exactly, um, right? Like, no, they I do. I think and Bimily Soup doesn't either. Criminal uh, well, Minds no, there doesn't are really, you know? Uh, Criminal Minds didn't. You know, like, no, we know that they do more traditional, like, dramas. But what impresses us is when they do these tonal things. Yes. Like, that they get away with it, and it creates a more interesting end result. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how Vincenzo does that over the next 18 episodes. Yeah, well, it's really interesting, like, when, when you watch these first two episodes, and when you are not, because I had watched a lot of, already watched a lot of South Korean yeah. drama, or a reasonable amount, not an awful lot. I mean, yeah. I, it's too much time. I have to learn Korean. Um, yeah. it's too much time because I have to sit in front of the TV and I have I to, or, you know, my computer screen. Um, so, but I think people coming to them initially are very uncomfortable with this kind of shift because yeah. it does exist. Not, this is an extreme, like these two episodes are kind of extreme, but you meet everybody. Who's oh yeah, the going pacing to be... on these are the pacing in these two episodes is just nuts because they are just rushing from character to character and scene to scene. But it all works, like and it all kind of fits. Yeah, and um, so, but you have to just accept that and go with the flow and watch it. And as I have just said, the second time around was a lot easier um, because I could focus sort of on other things because as well yeah, because as because you knew the, the story. Words. I know the yeah. story and I know. And so things actually, and it's why I'm saying that. You're that more impressed the second time you watch. I was more impressed the second time I'm watching because, oh yeah, so they did set that up here or they did set that up there. 
right? I cannot wait to see where this is going. Oh yeah. It's, it it's, is. I mean, again, one of, one of my favorite first, ep- like it's my favorite first end episode since squid game, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's rare. You see a pilot that does such a good job of setting up its show. And I'm blown away by it. And like I said, I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a, a fascinating, fascinating way of writing stories. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. and and it's still the key you have when you go. I think to look at exactly who is, you know, d- when you look at the whole cast and crew you have such consistency over yeah like you have the same guy directing all 20 episodes and and often they'll have just a really one writer or a small group of writers well they if for this one series credits there's one writer for the whole show yeah and that happens yeah it happens on british television and it happens in korean television yeah and um and you can always tell because oh, yeah. that means the person has this great consistency. They have a vision they, that they are trying to put out there. Yeah. And so that makes all the difference. And you can see it. Oh, yeah. And they have these huge crews, too, if you ever see any sort of the. I haven't the, watched any behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. it's They have huge crews unbelievable sometimes you know i just kind of look at it and go whoa um all right so it's uh, okay to call it here uh that is the end of the first two episodes it's off to an amazing start all of Mm -hmm. the stakes are there oh the one thing we didn't mention is there was a scene where um uh where the lawyer goes to try and get uh, she and her assistant go to try and get facetime with the higher up at babel Mm -hmm. because she's like yeah and so that that is a notable scene that i'm sure is going to come up later yeah, well, yes. Don't but tell successful. me how. I don't want any spoilers. But you know, just given the that the fact that she's you know doing the climbing the ladder stuff, mm-hmm. I know that's going to come up later. Oh yes, when when they there. yeah when they when they meet the oh yes, and he just Dwarfs you know and right the, past and yeah past practically you know sort of shrinks when she wants to shake his hand. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know, insane. yeah, because you're you're ex- figuring out who this guy is really quickly. Because we've already had the the head of Wusan. Yeah. So now we have to find out who are the people. Yeah. Like, who is this guy who's going to be easy for the lawyers to just make do whatever they want? Yeah. And then we see the guy. And as you say, he shrinks away from having a handshake and just seems out of touch with people. Like, oh, okay, I see why the lawyers don't think much of this guy. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe as hidden depths. And then we get to the climax of the episode, which is. They find out that basically the goons are going to show up because the well, goons Wusan, said, yeah, I'm not really backing off. And so Wusan comes in and lets them know that, that yeah, they're going to the have to really go and take gonna it back. down. They're going to what they're going to come in tonight. They're going to physically remove all of you from the building. And then they're just going to blow up the building tonight because they figure whatever fines they have to pay are going to be less of a hassle than, you know, the years of legal wrangling to get you people evicted. And so, like, yeah, and what so Vincenzo's is... like, and so Vincenzo, we see him just like while they're saying that, he's just like he's looking at his phone, and they're like, "What's he thinking? What's he thinking?" And they're looking, and he's now, just yeah, scrolling on Insta. No, no, but wait. While they're having the meeting about it, so he's just looking at his phone, and then they look at his phone, and they're like, "He's just scrolling on Instagram." 
Like what? What is happening here? Yes. First of all, yes, you you've forgotten the 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 process is Wusan decides that they do have to take this down, and the reason the how they do it is they send in all sorts of to clean up around the plaza, and accidentally yeah. something and they, something yeah. happens and the building is destroyed. Yeah, okay? exactly. So. So there will be a and, gas leak and there will be an explosion and the building will be destroyed yes. and it'll be nobody's fault. And Yu Chan, Yu Chan, the daughter lawyer, yeah. knows, finds out, hears about this from her assistant who her, yeah. overheard the conversation. He yeah. tells her, so she tries to go and stop it. In the yeah. meantime, and she tells, like, she tells, I guess, Vincenzo because yeah, her Vincenzo. father because her father listen to her he keeps hanging up on her yeah because it's just been this nonsense about their family stuff so he's been muting her calls yeah so she only has to go to vincenzo but that's not the important part okay the important part and then vincenzo meets with all of the people and they're having a meeting about this and he's just sitting there then rolling on instagram and they're like you're supposed to be fixing this what are you doing yeah and so that night when the guys come to bust the place up they arrive and they find out that the building's lobby is home to an international food festival. And a Sicilian yeah. festival, yeah. food day festival. Exactly. And the Italian yeah. ambassador is there and everybody's <laughs> there and they're going, oh, shit. And what he was doing on Instagram was inviting every famous person in, in Korea, basically, to the, this giant party he's throwing. The place the, to be. Yeah, the place to be. <laughs> and so obviously they can't, you know, sneak in and pretend to do the thing and blow the place up tonight. And so they're forced to leave. And the literal of the last bit of the episode is he and the um, he and the lawyer, she's finally having um, mutual respect mm-hmm. because he knows that she uh, betrayed her firm to do the right thing. I mean, maybe it was just because yes. she was, I mean, pissed you can off debate whether she was just pissed that she lost the oh. promotion, but she did the right thing. And yeah. she found out that he is much smarter than she uh, gave him credit for. Yeah. Plus, of course, she's afraid for her father because if well, her father had been in the building, it would have killed have been hurt because the well. crews that they're sent, no, or, or dead. Or because even killed. Yeah. What we, what we didn't talk about is Wusan, of course, has, I mean, this is how Babel works when it buys buildings yeah and there was this other they talk about one of the other projects 12 people were killed yep they they were going to do the same thing and Mm -hmm. who cares yeah Yeah. because again whatever fines you have to pay later on you know whatever fines you have to pay later on are so much smaller because you just claim it was an accident nobody Mm -hmm. goes to jail you pay a couple of fines which and you know you pay some insurance to the dead people's families but compared to losing a year of construction, that is nothing to a company like Babel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, really strong end. All right, so what's going to happen from now on is this is going to be a Tuesday show. Starting next week, we'll be back with season three of Wise Guy on a normal Wednesday time slot. And But parallel with that, we're going to be doing all of Vincenzo, probably two episodes at a time, given how packed these episodes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, two episodes at a time, every week, Vincenzo, 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 every Tuesday for the next nine Tuesdays. So that should be a blast. 
join us back here for that. But for now, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you think we should check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We, if you're listening to this in some sort of an app or podcatcher, drop us uh, you know, a rating and a review because that is how people find the show. We'll see you back here for more Vincenzo. But until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.